Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about a really difficult subject. And I was prompted to do this episode because I was watching a documentary from the Good Fight Ministries. Now, the thing about it is their ministry does a lot of great uh, content regarding Satanism in the entertainment industry. Now, many people downplay this. And, and let me put up a couple of points. A lot of people who practice witchcraft aren't necessarily Satanists. Okay. Um, they are definitely um, appeasing demons and doing demonic work. But in their mind, they're not. They're doing good things. They're dealing with benevolent spirits, even though it's everything not of God is necessarily of Satan. There's no third spiritual reality, but they do not know this. But some of these individuals are just straight up Satanists. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. There's no wiggle room. There's no, maybe they know. These people straight up follow Lucifer. And they did a documentary. Uh, it's like a five-part series called Satan's Sex Scheme. And they're really talking about how Satan is using sex to really trap people in America into brokenness and making them set slaves to sin. And, and they're trying trying to find some justification and promotion of this behavior in the public square to really damn people to hell. Now, and again, a couple of things you need to keep in mind. As I said, this the Good Fight Ministries, they do not, um, they're not like these crazy conspiracy theorists where they just put out a bunch of wild things that are just unsubstantiated claims. No, it, these people, they put out content that can be very well proved. I mean, they take these entertainers in their own interviews, like in their interviews. So if someone says they're a Satanist, if someone says that they do all these things, I mean, I don't understand why we shouldn't take these people seriously if they say it. Just like me as a Christian, I wear a cross. I, I say I'm a Christian. I claim it very openly. I have a tattoo that's a Christian tattoo. So I, I'm not like a hiding my faith. So with all these indications and all these things I say and, and everything about me, there's no hiding or a question of where, where my belief is. Now, if these people run around and say they're Satanists and Luciferians and all this other stuff, and they got all kind of demon tattoos all over their body, then it, it's obvious. And, and they put out pedophilic content. I don't understand why we should should ignore this stuff and continue to listen to these people as their entertainment and cultural leaders in our society and celebrated by the entertainment industry, even though these people are are engaging in horrible things and are terrible all the way around and, and have inspired society. And this is what uh, their documentary, Satan's Sex Scheme, is about. Um, again, it's a five-part series. And so today's show is going to be really me kind of discussing what they talked about. And I highly recommend that you check out their ministry, Good Fight Ministries. They're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Trust me, share these videos because they're so important. And I say this as not just an educator, but as a parent. And I will get into more details and we'll talk about that this entire episode. I'm Christina Caramo and now it's time for some solid food. Welcome back to It's Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. It's kind of interesting that I was kind of going and I said, wait a second, we got to do our intro. 
But um, nevertheless, I was just saying that I say these things as a parent and as an educator. You know, many of the things that your children are watching and are listening to, many of the individuals behind the curriculum that your children are learning in school have some really disgusting worldviews and some beliefs. Uh, I remember I was in a car accident and I was seeing, uh, I was being adjusted by the chiropractor. And I don't know how the topic came up about Billie Eilish. And I made a comment because this woman um, is a Christian. And I'm coming up, like she sings a song called Good Girls Go to Hell. And the lady was like, wow, um, my daughter listens to her. She's like, wow, I never knew she sung that. And I'm like, yeah. You know, parents are, um, and I say this all the time, that many parents, and, 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 and I don't ever want to come across as condescending, um, arrogant, or like everyone is so stupid and I'm so smart. That's not my intention. That's not my agenda. However, I think many people are extremely naive to how the world actually works. There's how I think the world works and how I wish it would work. And then there's how it actually works. And how the world actually works, I think most people don't have a clue. And I think because they, two things, some people willfully bury their heads in the sand. And I think also there are people who trust the institutions of society to be honest and benevolent. And that is really a false premise. So when you operate from that premise that the institutions in society are benevolent and honest, then you're going to just trust whatever they tell you. What they tell you you feel is important. What they don't tell you you think is unimportant. When that is, could I be further from the truth? So in part one of their documentary, The Good Fight Ministries, again, please check out their uh, website, their YouTube page. Again, the content from this episode, a lot of it, I'm drawing from their documentary. So I'm just discussing the documentary. And also a little bit of this is some prior knowledge I have. So I like to make sure that um, you guys please go watch them because they're giving way more details than I do. So they were really focused on this episode about Aleister Crowley and um, Alfred Kinsey. Now, I've done a video about Aleister Crowley before on my website, and I haven't done any content on Kinsey. Not because I didn't want to, I just hadn't done it yet. But Alfred Kinsey is a really disgusting man. And one of the things the Good Fight Ministries is doing with their documentary next episode, I think they're going to be doing is regarding Hugh Hefner. But one of the things they're they're pointing to is that this this the, the sexual revolution, the hypersexualization of our society, and the rampant pornography is fueling the sex trafficking industry. And it really makes sense because people aren't just going to want to keep watching things and not follow through with them. You know, so if we're watching these violent sexual things or people are watching pornography and the thing about pornography that's so dangerous is that people escalate in what they watch. So you watch one thing and then eventually that gets boring and then the envelope keeps getting pushed to the point where you have many people who are watching child pornography. Like you have this case um, in, in, in recent like days, we're talking in the last couple of weeks, uh, the U.S. Marshals in um, Indiana arrested eight people and across, and across America in the last couple of weeks, U.S. Marshals have arrested 72 missing children. Okay. This is crazy folks. 72 missing children. And many of these children are sex traffic victims. Like the case in Georgia where they arrested, um, where they excuse me, not arrested, they found 39 missing children. Half of those kids were sex trafficking, sex traffic victims. Okay, so kids are being sex trafficked for no reason. We know what about Jeffrey Epstein and what he did. I mean, it's the reason why this guy kept evading prosecution for many years because he was providing children for um, wealthy clients and powerful people. 
um, in, in Ohio, um, and this was in 2019, the U.S. Marshals and Operation Safety didn't discover and recover 25 missing children. Okay, 25 missing children, and and said, um, and if you look at this this byline, it says one in six of the roughly 23,500 endangered runaways reported in 2019 were probably victims of sex trafficking. Now that's the thing, and that's their statistic. But the thing about it is, many of these children, when they're run away from home, this is the dangerous part about kids running away from home. You know, they run away, they're mad, but they can get grabbed by anyone, okay? And then also, um, in Ohio, you had this case, 104 people were arrested. Um, uh, this was in 2019, 104 people arrested in Ohio for online child sex ring. And one of the people on the, that were arrested was a pastor. One of the people arrested was a pastor. In the state I live in, in Michigan last year, this is like in 2018, they arrest and they rescued 123 missing children from a sex trafficking ring. So that think about that. Sorry, I'm using I'm using different head, headphones today. <laughs> Probably I won't use them again. They keep falling out. But um, 123 missing children recovered from a sex trafficking ring. I mean, who is who 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 are buying the children? Who are kidnapping the children? I mean, this is what we're talking about happening in our society. And, and of course, human trafficking is nothing new. You know, sex slavery has been going on forever. Of course, we know. But it's getting exponentially worse in our society. And with the Good Fight, the Good Fight Ministries is positing that the, 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 the degradation of our culture in a sexual manner is kind of precipitating this desire for children sexually. And, and it's being normalized as, as a, a okay human behavior to pursue children sexually. And so one of the reasons why they say this is because of Alfred Kinsey. Now, Alfred Kinsey was this celebrated sexologist. Uh, a movie was even made about him roughly about 10 years ago, starring Liam Neeson, where they kind of portray Kinsey as this guy who would just like break the barriers and normalize humans enjoying sex and he destigmatized sex. And that is like such, that's a lie. You know, I can't even say it's a romanticized or sanitized version of reality. It is a lie. I remember last year with the Discovery Institute, we um, learned about, and I knew Kenzie was like a weirdo. This, first of all, like he he would posit all these theories that most people were in, in, engaged in aberrant sexual behavior and blah, blah, blah. But what most people do not know about Alfred Kenzie, what he did to come up with his conclusions is he went to prostitutes. So he went to male, female prostitutes. He went in sex workers and other other types of sex workers. He interviewed, uh, he went to people who were um, psych sexual psychopaths. So we're not just talking about a guy who got arrested for like flashing or public indecency or even, um, um, we know there's, even though some things are a sex crime, but there's different variations. We're not talking about someone who was 21 and he had sex with a 16-year-old. We know it's wrong. We know it's illegal. I'm not excusing it. But we know there's a big difference between a 20-year-old having sex, sex with a 16 or 17-year-old than him having sex with a 6-year-old. We know there, that's, that's a big difference. It's still a crime, but you, you understand what I'm saying. So we're not even talking about people who engage in illegal sexual activity. We're talking about sexual psychopaths, okay, and prostitutes and sex workers. These are the people that he went to to get his information from regarding human sexuality. I mean, the guy said between 10 to 36 percent of all men in America are homosexual. Well, he went to men and he went to sex workers. And the thing about it is, it's like this. 
male sex workers typically are homosexual because women, especially, we're talking about when he came out with sex in the human male in, in 1947, I believe, 48, women did not pay for sex. I mean, if a woman asked for sex, nine times out of ten, a man was going to give it to her. He may not have liked her, but he just wanted to have sex with her. So most male sex workers are homosexual. So when you poll male sex workers and you poll sexual psychopaths who are men, who these are these are prisoners. So these aren't um, just guys on the streets. We didn't. We're not talking about your your neighbor. We're talking about the person who actually strolls the corner. Of course, you're going to get these results. Or so when you go to women who are prostitutes who are going to go and these women are prostitutes, of course, they're going to have all these wild statistics because they're prostitutes. I mean, this is ridiculous. And this and, and so his his sample for his information was unethical. And that's not even the worst of it. I'll get to the worst of it later. But his sample was is totally unethical. If you want to get a true understanding regarding human sexuality, you would go to you would sample a bunch of people. Even you would you would ask the prostitute as well. You would ask the sexual psychopath as well. You would ask the male prostitute as well. But you also would ask the people at church, the people and if you just really want to understand human sexual behavior, because it is a part of life. There's nothing wrong with trying to understand human sexual behavior because it's it's a massive part of our life. I mean, the, the term sex sales happen for a reason. I mean, people don't want to admit it and people are annoying to me. They don't want to admit stuff like a lot of women are like, oh, I look, try to look pretty for myself. I'm not worried about a man. Listen, lady, lies. Okay, yes, you want to look nice because it's good to you feel good about yourself. But a large reason, a large motivator for your desire to fix your hair the way you pretty and to buy a pretty dress is to look attractive to a man. And even if you are married or in a relationship, you still want to look appealing to him. And a lot of men, their motivation for wanting financial success, yeah, of course you want the things you want in life. But one of the main motivators is because you want a beautiful woman. And that's how you see these guys looking like 600 pounds and and, and looking like, uh, 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 and I, I'm not trying to put people down, but come on, let's just be honest here. You've seen it. The guy will be like 60, 75 years old with an 18-year-old. And, and he is just looks really peculiar and she looks like someone who just walked out of Victoria's Secret's angel. She's not with him for his character and his good looks. She's with him for his money. We know this stuff. Like, let's stop pretending this stuff doesn't happen in society. And a lot of women say, oh, well, I don't this and that and this and the third. And I'm not trying to be superficial or whatever, but it's just the reality of how people are. That's why when people, Carl Jr., when they sell hamburgers, they got a half-naked woman dancing around a car. It, it just This is just reality. Sex motivates our behavior so much, so much, men and women alike, you know, and, and that's something worthy of study. However, Kenzie wasn't approaching the study of, uh, of human sexuality from that perspective of genuine understanding. He was looking for affirmation for his own deviant behavior and his own satanic worldview. So Kenzie, to even make matters worse, hired pedophiles. He hired pedophiles to time their sessions with their child victims. And what was crazy is in Kenzie's book, um, Sex and the Human Male, I think I said it correctly, he had people actually time how quick a child would climax. Now, when this book was published in 1948, no one asked, how did you get this information? That would be the first question. 
That will, that will be the first question. This is not some sex health. You know, it's true. Some people have like a fertility issues, a, a sexual performance issues. It's nothing wrong with doctors wanting to study that to help people who want to have children or just say you have an older couple where the male may be, the, the husband may be having some erectile dysfunction and they still want to have an active sex life. There's nothing wrong with doctors studying these things to help people have, you know, healthy sex lives after time passes and maybe things aren't working as the same. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's absolutely no reason for you to study how quick a five-month-old has an orgasm. I don't even know a five-month-old could have an orgasm. I mean, I never heard of such a thing. I never crossed my mind. Who would even think to study something like that? That's disgusting. And when he published his book, the five months old, and so what he would do is Kenzie would give these pedophiles a stopwatch. Now, keep in mind, the Kinsey Six Sex Institute, still at the University of Indiana, he's still a celebrated sexologist. They love Kinsey. He's a hero. He's a hero for the left. Progressive, progressives love Kinsey. And this man was a pedophile. He was a pedophile because there's no reason that you would sit here and give pedophiles stopwatches to see how quick their child victims had an orgasm. This is what he did. And he asked them for diaries. And, and, and to make matters even more disgusting, a four-year-old child, he had this one-man test how many orgasms, orgasms could a little kid have in a 24-hour period. This is all in his book. And this book came out in 1948. And Kenzie is considered the father of the sexual revolution. The father of the sexual revolution paid pedophiles the time how fast kids can have an orgasm. How many orgasms does a little kid have in a day? That was part of his research. And this man is considered the father of, of, of the sexual revolution. No wonder we're having a normalized, normalization of pedophilia in America. And when people say this stuff, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're just being dramatic. Oh, it's not, that's not going to happen. Did you know that happened? No, you didn't. But all the people in academia, they knew he did it. They knew he was doing this stuff, but they were all in. They, they were all in on it, and, and and too in our society, it's this thing where we see academia as this this sacred profession. You know, uh, those of us in academia are like priests, where whatever we do is is permissible because it's the name of academic inquiry in knowledge. So as long as it's done for the pursuit of information and not the pursuit of personal pleasure so the person claims is permissible behavior. That's not true. That, that's not true. And that's why our academic institutions are so defunct. That's why the most grotesque things are being pushed in the public square. Because it's done in the name of academia. You mean, you've even heard of cases where uh, one of my grandmother's friends um, before her and her husband had gotten married, her priest came to her and said that, you know, he wanted to have sex with her um, before her husband did. And he gave some reason. He tried to make it all theological as to why he should have sex with her before her husband did. And, and so in his filth, in his, in his wickedness, he tried to make it seem like there was a higher purpose attached to his depraved behavior. And that's the same kind of stuff Kenzie did. And, and, and what was so upsetting to me is that in academia and the American public just went along with it. But most people don't know that's in there because most people, when they find that out, they're like, oh, my God, 
That is disgusting. That is evil. It is estimated, according to the documentary, The Good Fight Ministry, and I have heard this before. As I said a little bit earlier, um, when I did a fellowship for, with the Discovery Institute last year, we watched part of that um, a, a documentary that discussed um, Kinsey. I forgot the name of the documentary. Oh, you know what? And guess what, guys? I'm going to tell you because I highly recommend it as well. Um, but this particular uh, documentary gets into specifically just talking about Kenzie and what um, he, he was up to and, and just how depraved. It's called the Kenzie syndrome. Just how depraved he really was. And it is estimated that anywhere between 300, and I know this is a big um, number because we don't know specifically because Kenzie never gave his sources. Um, but it is estimated between 300 and 2,000 children were molested by Kenzie's pedophiles. Think about that. 300 to 2,000 children were molested for his scientific inquiry to happen. And we're supposed to be okay with that. And this is the father of the sexual revolution. This is the man who led America to a brighter day sexually. The media and the entertainment industry, they love this guy. I mean, they made a movie about him and they'll celebrate it. And, but the, the, the film and the Good Friday Ministry, they didn't just talk about Kinsey. They also talked about his connection with Aleister Crowley and his connection with Kenneth Anger. And this is all really important to understand because Kenzie is like, he is celebrated in academic circles. His disciples are in academia. Crowley's disciples are in the entertainment industry. And that's something you need to understand. I'm going to say that again, that Aleister Crowley, his disciples are in the entertainment industry. Kenzie's disciples are in academia. And that's why we have this crazy sex education where, like I was telling you guys in Detroit, they, they tried to, they tried to slick, slick, um, try to uh, slip one past us where we're given a lesson from kindergartners through second graders about um, good touching, bad touching, just like, you know, don't let anyone touch you in your underwear. And if they do go tell a trusted adult, with, which is fine, because I've, I've had many students who've been a victims of sexual abuse. But what is telling kids that it's safe and normal to have two mommies and two daddies? What does that have to do with good touching, bad touching? What does it have to do to teach kids about gender identity and sexual orientation and all the different gender identities and how that works? Why do we have to teach kids about this at school? And then some and some sex ed curriculum in ours wasn't as graphic. In other states, I remember a state senator in Minnesota, and I mentioned this before, and in other places where they're teaching kids, talking about anal, oral sex, they're teaching it to elementary kids. Like, no one can tell me that. But if you're coming from a Kinsey worldview, if you're coming from a Kinsey's ethics regarding human sexuality, that all things are permissible. Because the way Kinsey saw sex was that all things are permissible because people do it. So but if, as long as people do it, it's permissible. And, and that was his view. Now, how Crowley and Kinsey intersect, I'll get to that in just a moment. Because it's really fascinating. And I, I keep pushing these. I apologize, guys. I keep pushing up these headphones. They just... Uh, quick sidebar, if you're watching, if you're not listening to the podcast, I just washed my hair not that long ago. And I didn't feel like putting the big studio phones on with wet hair. So that's what that's going on. But nevertheless, um, the way Crowley and Kinsey intersect, I'll get to that in just a moment. 
Now, who Alistair Crowley is, I'm sure if you follow my channel, um, just if you're aware, this he was a Satanist. So again, as I said earlier, we have to be very careful, even though both are following Satan, whether you're a, a practicing witch or if you are a person who is um, a straight up Satanist. However, the person who's a practice, we have to be understanding, even though I don't agree with the people who are practicing witchcraft, some of these people are fully aware what they're doing is wicked, but some of these people feel that they are helping people and they're healers. There's, I mean, we don't have to agree, but that is their perspective. I'm talking about a Satanist. And, and the reason why I said that many times they're different because um, the Satanist is oftentimes into like human sacrifice. Okay, so they're not just doing incantations. They're doing incantations, human sex, sacrifice, sex rituals and stuff like that, where lots of times your average witch is doing like incantation and working with moonstones and all this kind of stuff. But it's still satanic. Let's not twist it. Witchcraft is still satanic, still dangerous, still evil, still wicked. But there's, grad there's gradations to it. There's gradations. You got your yoga practice thing, want to be neighborhood healer and to your straight up witch who wants to send demons your way. I mean, this is real. Witchcraft is not a game. But Crowley is on the extreme end of the spectrum and the fact that he advocated for just, just any and everything. Like I said, human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, um, pedophilia, bestiality. I mean, and, and Kenzie was a huge admirer of Aleister Crowley. In fact, as you can see in this picture here, that is a picture of Aleister Crowley, a uh, picture of Aleister Crowley, and staring at the picture on the wall is Alfred Kenzie and Kenneth Anger, and they are in one of Crowley's abbeys, and I'll get to that in a minute. So Aleister Crowley was this Satanist, and, and it, what was interesting about Crowley, I remember watching a documentary about him, this is maybe like two years ago, where he was in like this society and, and kind of during that enlightenment period, I always find it interesting that um, during periods where people reject God for the material man or for their own idolatrous behavior where they make themselves their own idols, they still crave something spiritual, but they want something spiritual that will empower them. That's what gets to a, a, a full empowerment, shall I say, because it's really about not wanting to submit myself to God. And so what happens is, this thing keeps falling out, but what happens is, is this faux empowerment that, that, they, um, that they gravitate to, um, it's really witchcraft. And they, and, but they just, it's not really empowerment. They just want power. And so I say that because during the time of the enlightenment movement, and, and especially in the period of, I would say like the late um, 19th century, it was very popular for people to go to seances and be in these different like uh, witchcraft clubs and societies where they would do spells. And I remember um, Crowley was a part of a particular club that um, Bram, Stoker, Bram Stoker was in. And so this kind of stuff was really fascinating in the uh, late 19th century, especially in Europe. It was really, I'm sure in America as well, because uh, Crowley's British. So this stuff was all really popular to do. Well, Crowley was in the particular club with Bram Stoker, and he said, this isn't enough. I want more. So I guess he felt like they were doing little kitty spells or little fun spells to look a, look a vaunt or, a, you know, just look like I'm just stylish. And it just was like an in thing to do where uh, Crowley really wanted to summon demons. And so he wanted more. 
And so um, he went, um, I remember him and his wife went on a vacation to, um, to Egypt. And what's really interesting, uh, when you think, I believe, I like Madame Blavatsky, I forget her first name, but I know her last name was Blavatsky. When I read a lot of these different Satanists, a lot of them had these, um, these supernatural experiences in Egypt where they went and they had some kind of demonic encounter. I find that very interesting. But um, nevertheless, he had some kind of encounter where he was given some information and he was going to create a new order for Satan. And he just like will call himself the B666 and just will do all kind of stuff, right? you know. And so if, if it was on the table, he would do it. You know, so some of the sort of details I will just leave off. It was just, I mean, literally any and everything. Um, one of the things that got a lot of people nervous during like the 2016 election is when Tony Podesta was receiving emails from Marina Abrahamovich, who is a witch, um, asking if he was coming to her spirit cooking ceremony. And spirit cooking was a, a Crowley. I mean, <laughs> this stuff is public information. This isn't like crazy conspiracy theory stuff. And that's why at the beginning of the episode, I noted myself, like I said, I'm a perfected Christian. You know, I'm a Christian. Um, I, I say it, I live it. Um, I have Christian I, symbolism on my body. I wear my cross. I mean, I am very outspoken about my faith. So, you know, it, it's no question of what I believe. And so when we see these people and they're wearing pentagrams and bassivets and praising Lucifer. And people want to go, oh, they're just talking. Like, no, they're not. I mean, why do you not want to take people at their word? And that's why I started off my episode um, saying such. But um, nevertheless, I mean, this guy was literally into everything. And so he created this spirit cooking uh, spell. That it was some type of incantation that included uh, breast milk, blood, preferably from a, a white infant, a European infant male, and breast blood, breast milk, and semen, and some other things. I didn't get the rest of the details, but this lady, Marina Abrahamovich, is literally writing spirit cooking on a wall and, and have the effigy of a child where she's throwing blood on it. And she's asking Tony Podesta, does he want to come to this ceremony? I mean, the woman's a witch. I mean, it, it's just as like, what, what else could you be talking about? That's like if I ask somebody, do you want to come to an intercessory prayer session? What am, I, what am I talking about? If I say you want to come to my church, what am I talking about? So if somebody invites someone to a satanic ritual, I'm supposed to think they don't mean a satanic ritual. I'm supposed to think they mean something else. And I think, as I said before, the world doesn't operate as you wish it would. It, oper it operates as it does. So nevertheless, Crowley was also suspected to be one of, one of Kinsey's pedophiles. Now, again, they mentioned that in the documentary. They didn't, I didn't. They didn't say it's suspected. They, they mentioned that it was suspected. They didn't say they had any hard proof, but it was sus suspected that he was one of his pedophiles. But what's really interesting about as time passed, Kinsey, I mean, not Kinsey, but, um, but um, Crowley dies. And even after death, Crowley was celebrated in the entertainment industry. Um, you think of one of the members from Led Zeppelin. He bought one of Crowley's Abbey's. Um, the picture here with Kenneth Anger 
and Kenzie inside of one of his abbeys. Um, it's in Italy, I believe. Um, also, and, and Crowley started this order called the OTO. That's the Order of Thelma and something else. I forgot the name of it. But he um, he he had um, it was, he had an abbey in Italy. Um, it was called the Abbey of Thelma, Italy. I mean, and these people bought it up. Um, on the cover of the Beatles album *Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts*, they have uh, um, a, 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 like on the, the cover of the album, all the people they admire. They have Aleister Crowley on there. Um, they also have um, not them. Um, Ozzy Osbourne came out with a song called *Mr. Crowley*, and so this guy had been celebrated. And then even Jay Z is seen with his shirt, you know, the sweater "Do What Thou Will," and that man is clearly an, an enemy of Christ because in his song *New York, New York*, and I've mentioned this before, he says, and I quote, "Jesus can't save you. Life starts when the church ends." So for someone to openly say that in their music, they're not saying that for no reason. You don't say Jesus can't save you. Life starts when the church ends and you openly wear the slogan of a known Satanist. And I'm supposed to believe you're just doing that for no reason. And we're not even going to get into Beyonce's and her and her uh, um, advocating witchcraft. I'm not that's not the topic of today's show. But nevertheless, this guy was just really celebrated. And what's interesting is the intersection between. Um, the intersection between Kenzie and Crowley is, as you can see in this picture here, is that Kenneth Anger was also a friend of Kenzie. And the matter of fact, Kenzie, he was so unethical that Kenzie would, um, have his students have, do, have sex with him. And I remember his wife too. His wife was the same way. He would have sex with his students. Um, his, um, his he him and Kenneth Anger starred in one of his sex movies, so he was just really out of control. In fact, in theology school, one of my classmates told me either his it was his cousin, I'm pretty sure he said it was his cousin, was the photographer for Kenzie because I gave a presentation regarding Darwinism and how it was eroding culture. And one of the things I talked about was Kenzie, and he said that his cousin was a photographer for Kenzie, and he said it was the stuff he saw was crazy. You know, so Kenzie, again, in Kenzie's mind, nothing was off the table. And so since Kenzie had this idea that nothing was off the table, he really liked Crowley because Crowley shared that same perspective regarding human sexuality, that nothing was literally off the table. So Wardell Pomeroy, and in the documentary, they talk about this, Wardell Pomeroy, who wrote a book called Dr. Kenzie in the Institute for Sex Research, and he talked about um, the paintings on the wall that were in Kinsey's Institute. Uh, one particular one, he said, for example, uh, hold on, guys, sorry. It, it, he said, the remainder of the paintings were, and he's talking about on the wall. So on the wall, they had these like frescoes that in Italy, I don't know why they didn't demolish the house, but they like painted over the walls. And somehow they were able to see the walls. Uh, they were able to, like, I guess, remove the paint or whatever to see what was painted on the walls because the way Crowley did it, he would have these satanic rituals inside his home and he would um, have all kind of pornographic paintings on the wall. And, the, and this um, guy, Wardell Pomeroy, was Kinsey's assistant. Okay, and he said... The remainder of the paintings were life-size representations of sexual activity, both homosexual, heterosexual, singly, doubly, and in groups, including children. 
And so what was so sad is that many of the followers of Kenzie who were women would bring their children along to participate in the sex rituals. Now, this is the man, Alistair Crowley, who's been celebrated in the entertainment industry. And I'll get to that in a minute because his OTO or Order of Thelma, he still is an organization that he founded that's still around and people are in it, <laughs> in, in the entertainment industry. So this is the kind of stuff this man did. So if you got somebody who was supported pedophilia, who will molest children, rape children, and advocate for killing little boys for satanic rituals, it, it was in his books. He would write about it. He would proclaim this stuff. I don't understand. What excuse, what explanation do you have? And then we're surprised when Hollywood has a pedophile problem? It's like, and these are the thought leaders in society. These are the people we should listen to. These are the people who should tell us what to do. They're so cool. They're so hip. But they follow these cats. And it's like, who cares? Who cares? I'm just a crazy lady, right? In the book, it continues. The great beast, and that was what Alistair Crowley called himself. The great beast and his followers were against religion in any form, except their own. They held group orgies as part of their ritual and included in them small children. The women had brought them. So these women would bring their small children. And this is a total sidebar. And this is why I get irritated with the whole, believe women. Women are, believe women. Women are, women are so good. No, women suck just like men suck. People suck. We're wicked beings. And there's so many cases of women supplying their children to be sexually abused because it, it's some, they, they treat their kids like some kind of currency. So these women will bring their own children to be sexually abused by Aleister Crowley. And this is the guy that the Beatles put on their album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts. This is the guy who a lot of celebrities are in his OTO temples. And this is the guy that um, Alfred Kinsey, who is the father of the sexual revolution in America, and he's been called this. This is not up for dispute. This is a guy he looked up to. And we're supposed to believe his sex ethics and let him. And, and what's so dangerous about this, what people don't understand is that um, because of Kenzie's writings, public policy, sex education has been impacted. Um, one of the things they cite in a documentary is a law professor who wrote in the um, Vanderbilt Law Review based on Kenzie's work said, well, a four year old girl could seduce a man. And we saw what happened in California where they passed legislation. It has yet to been signed by Governor Gavin Newsom. We wonder what's going to happen. But in California, they had legislation. Um, I forgot the name of the bill, but they had legislation where if an adult has sex with a child um, who is no more than a 10 years younger than them, then when they got out of prison, it wouldn't be considered a felony. They wouldn't have to register as a sex offender or something like that as long as there's a 10-year age gap. So a 19-year-old, and as long as, and, and, and this had to be consensual sex. So just wrap your mind around that. The idea that a nine-year-old could consent to sex with a 19-year-old should not, the, the person shouldn't be looked at the same versus someone who forcibly rapes a nine-year-old. I mean, listen to the conversation we're having in America now. I mean, look at what we see with the little boys parading in dresses. I've shown you, I don't need to put the disgusting pictures up again. Um, with little boys at the drag festivals and all these different things, we can thank Kinsey for the. But it, it, it's Kinsey's not alone. Just like Hitler wasn't alone. Hitler didn't rise to power by himself. He had people who helped him. 
So you have people who shared these these wicked beliefs that helped him. And it was really an intersection between Crowley and Kinsey. And when you think of people like Harry Hay, now Harry Hay is considered the father of the LGBT movement. He was a known supporter of NAMBLA. Now, I will, we will acknowledge that to many gay lesbian people's frustrations, Harry Hay would show up with these NAMBLA signs and, and they were upset because they didn't support NAMBLA, but he still was considered enough, enough of people support what he had to say because he was considered a father of the gay rights movement. He was a NAMBLA supporter. NAMBLA is the North American Man Boy Love Association, so they actively advocate, advocate for sex between men and prepubescent boys. He was a member of OTO. And they talked about this in the documentary. This I said, you got to watch the documentary. I know I'm giving a lot of details, but they give so much more, so much more proof and everything for what they're saying. Harry Hay was a member of OTO. Remember OTO is Aleister Crowley's organization. He was a member of OTO. So that is really troubling. Now, where Kenneth Anger comes into this is Kenneth Anger this guy's like 93 years old, number one. He's been running around Hollywood for years. Um, in fact, like last year, <laughs> Gucci did a photo shoot with him. And what was really interesting is, is Gucci did a photo shoot with him. And, and just let me back up about Kenneth Anger for a minute before I get to his Gucci photo shoot. Um, Kenneth Anger, as I mentioned before, was also a follower of Crowley and a friend of Kinsey. He used to star in some of Kinsey's sex movies. Um, cause that's what Kenzie did. He would get his students and hire under people and, and make sex movies. Um, Kenneth Anger was co-founder of the church of Satan with Anton LaVey. Um, that was what he was. So, you know, what can we say? <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing to say. <laughs> nothing, there's nothing else to say. He was the co-founder of church of Satan. He hung with this guy, but the, the thing about, um, Kenneth Anger is that this guy was celebrated. Um, he still is celebrated. Gucci did a spread of him. And what was really interesting, was really I found kind of interesting about how Satan is. I always say this, Satan isn't smart. He's just really crafty. That's the thing about Satan. He isn't smart. He's just a super crafty dude. I would say that. Um, what's interesting is that they're at the Chateau Marmont. Now, if you didn't know, which I just found out, because I was just looking up some details about Kenneth uh, Chateau Marmont. That was where it was. I was looking up some details on Kenneth Anger. And Gucci had did a photo shoot of him at the Chateau Marmont, which is an infamous hotel in uh, West Hollywood, where actually John Belushi, if you're young, you may not know who he is, but he was a um, comedian, very popular in the 70s and 80s. He OD'd at the Chateau Marmont. Um, it Chateau Marmont has this reputation of being a hotel where a lot of salacious activity happens specifically at the hotel, like really debased sexual behavior, uh, drug overdoses. I mean, just it, anything it's, it's just, it's a Crowleyan at attitude of do without will, um, goes on at the Chateau Marmont. That's the, um, that's the, the legend, or if you will, the reality of this hotel, in addition, what's interesting is that they have a mascot for the Chateau Marmont. The Chateau Marmont, their mascot is Pan. Now, I don't recommend you doing a lot of look for pictures of Pan because it is pretty um, disgusting. So Pan 
is a Greek small G god um, who was like half man, half goat. And he was like a fertility god. And like a lot of times, you know, these like these crop, um, not crop, but these like these agricultural and different thing gods, they always include fertility. So he was also considered a fertility. And in and, and the documentary we talked about, like he was the, um, the one who taught humans pedophilia or something. He had some connection to pedophilia as well. And he's always portrayed with a very exaggerated penis. Now, this stuff is important. So nevertheless, that is the mascot for the Chateau Marmont. Well, this photo shoot that Gucci does with um, Kenneth Anger is at the Chateau Marmont where him wearing a pan sweater. And so when you start to look at these people and all the stuff they're doing, you, you start to see, and as, as, as the, doc the documentary said, and I'm paraphrasing a quote one of the gentlemen said, he said, Satan has weaponized sex in America to enslave people to their own lust. And academia and the entertainment industry has really been at the forefront of this. Um, and you have a lot of people like, and, and, and the thing about it is these Satanists know that sex is a great weapon to, I'm just going to let this thing fall, <laughs> but Satanists know that sex is a really critical weapon to pull people away from God, to enslave them in darkness. It's a very easy way. Um, food doesn't seem to have the same effect. Um, the, the greed for money, I mean, it can, but sex, um, can necessarily, especially in, well, not sex, but let's be clear, it's not immoral sex because sex in and of itself is not a bad thing. Sex is, is a beautiful aspect of the human existence, but it is when it's done outside of the will of God that is problematic. But the thing about it is that um, the Satanists understand that sex is an powerful weapon to enslave people to Satan. And Crowley is even quoted saying that he wants to seduce the boys of England. And so even Crowley in his time knew that advocating sexual depravity would be his ticket to pulling people away from God right into the hands of Satan. And what's interesting is that, you know, um, when I think about the people like James Franco, who's a follower of Kenneth Anger, and you think of Asia Argento, who's Anthony Bourdain's, remember the, um, he was like really, it's like the chef and had the travel show who could, who committed suicide. So it's claimed, um, Asia Argento is also a follower of Kenneth Anger. He created a documentary or a film called Lucifer Rising. And actually the guy who played the music in his documentary and one of the actors was one of part of the Manson family. And, and so these people all really traveled in the same circles and they traveled in the same circles. But then here's the kicker part. We wonder why Hollywood has a pedophile problem, because it's not just that these people, um, it's not just that these people travel in these circles and that they exist. They have power and they are celebrated. I mean, Gucci doesn't do a photo shoot with just anybody, quote unquote. Juicy, I mean, Gucci purposely picked the Chateau Marmont. They purposely picked Kenneth Anger. They purposely picked him wearing a pants sweater for a reason. And then we sit here and wonder that why does Hollywood have a pedophile problem? Why does Hollywood have a pedophile problem? We're not just talking about any kind of sexual assault or sexual abuse. Um, is problematic. You know, it is. But we all can agree. That sexual abuse of children is 
another level because kids are so innocent. Number one, you have to be sick. There's nothing sexually attractive about children. They're kids. They're kids. And the fact that you have adults pursuing these children because Satan understands and his followers get this. Like, and again, this is why I'm very intentional in my language and I'm talking about Satanists. Because again, a lot of people who do practice demonic activities, like a lot of these people that I want to balance my chakras and they want to, I want to talk to my ancestors and all this other stuff. What they're doing is witchcraft and it is satanic in nature, but they don't, they're not actively pursuing Satan. They don't see it that way. There's not their intention. That's not their objective. But Satanists are of a different breed. Their goal is to follow Lucifer and to usher in depravity because Crowley had this idea that if he overthrew Christianity and sex was his weapon, we can see that we can really see that happen in our culture. And so based on people's desire to indulge in their sexual proclivities, they would necessarily reject Jesus Christ. And that's what Crowley did. That's what Satan has his followers doing. And, and that's something that we need to be, just forget it. I'm going to just let this thing go. It's just not, it's not going to work. Um, I'll never use those again. But, um, but, but he just has, to, you have to, I'm talking about my headphones for the, the people who are listening on Apple. <laughs> but, but the thing about it is, is that these types of things are hurtful in our society. And there, it is really scary to see that these people have been in power in Hollywood and the entertainment industry and academia for all this time. And, and the documentary, um, pastor, um, I forget his name, um, Joe Schimmel. He said that he has a friend who works in Hollywood who told him that Kenneth Anger approached him when he was a little kid. His father interceded and said, stay away from that guy. He he's weird. Stay away from him. Um, but also to keep in mind is that look at here is some clips they show of these different people in Hollywood, these entertainers like James Gunn making a, a jokes about little boys wanting to touch me in silly places. And also saying, I remember the first NAMLA meeting. I was, I was the first, the first time I felt uh, okay being who I am. Some of those guys are still my BFFs. So he's making jokes about having sex with children Um uh, being a part of uh, uh, hanging around with pedophiles. We saw the Chrissy Teigen tweets. You know, um, it's, it's very difficult for us to see women being pedophilic. Um, there's no evidence that she has done anything illegal. Um, it's just her tweets were really off color and her making sex jokes about kids. It's, it's extremely questionable at, at best. Um, but even the woman, Asia Argento, she got in trouble because she was in a movie and, and eventually pursued a sexual relationship with the little boy in the movie. And how young he was when they started the sexual relationship, I'm assuming he was a minor. Uh, because the pictures of them together, I mean, he, he looked to be about 15. Um, a video I will not share because there's lots of things that float across the internet that I see that I choose not to share because they're just too much. Um, if you've ever seen the video of... Um, uh, it was a video and it was on E.T., which my entertainment tonight in the 1980s. Um, Demi Moore was in a movie and the little boy co-star, he might have been like 12 or 13. She's French kissing him and she's clearly drunk. And she's talking about how much she likes him and how wonderful she is. And she begins to French kiss a 12 year old, 12, 13 year old. And this was on national television. This was on national television. 
and it circulated across my um my feed on Facebook. And I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> this is disgusting. But this is what's happening in Hollyweird, as we call it. This is the kind of stuff that's happening in Hollywood. And um, one of the guys, Brian Singer, he just recently got in trouble and excuse the F word on the screen if you're looking at the um, watching the live video. But this guy, Elijah Daniel, who is a content creator, and he says, F it, nobody wants to say it, so wants to say it so. Brian Singer is still operating a sex ring and has been for two decades. Exposed thread on how he still stills continuing after being caught now using young influencers. And and I heard of so many, like you had so many movie executives, so many from Nickelodeon to Disney, and so many movie producers caught in pedophile rings. Why is it in Hollywood there's so many people who are involved in pedophile rings being caught? These are the ones who are caught. How did Jeffrey Epstein operate and Ghislaine Maxwell operate as long as they did? How? How are people in the entertainment industry celebrating Crowley when he called for the rape of children and of animals as well? I let's not leave that off. How can Kenzie be catapulted to be the leader in our sexual freedom and revolution when he paid pedophiles to sexually assault children? And we'll record when or how long it takes for a five-month-old to climax. I mean, these are the people who are the sex leaders in our society and the entertainment leaders in our society. And then we wonder why society is falling apart. Satan wants his people to influence culture just like God wants his people to influence culture. Now, let's keep in mind, when using the comparison between anything not of God is necessarily evil, Satan simply means adversary. So let me clarify, anything not of God necessarily is of Lucifer because he is the one who is trying him and his army of demons, he's not by himself, are trying very fervently to pull and drag to hell with as many people as they can possible. They are. And the scripture clearly tells us that, you know, we learn from scripture that this kind of stuff is nothing new. When we read before Israel went to like the Babylonian and the Syrian exiles, they were engaging in debased sexual behavior. They were in, 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 engaged in worship of false idols. And even in America, one of the, the strong gravitational forces to pull people to paganism and Satanism is, is its own personal sense of desire and power. But a large part of it, especially in America, is desire for sex. And as a Christian, you cannot engage in any type of sexual activity. It has to be only within how God says it can be within the confines of a male-woman marriage, a male-female marriage. But when you are dealing in um, society at large, you have people who want to push the envelope just to do anything. Now, your average American isn't a Crowley or isn't a Kinsey or a Kenneth Anger. However, they are being heavily influenced by these people. And, and the fact that these people were able to go about society unabated for all this time and, in fact, celebrated screams something is dangerously wrong in our culture but we must remember that this is ultimately a spiritual fight we are in we are not dealing with just regular um problems we are dealing with strong demonic strongholds in our entertainment industry and academia because those are the two most influential forces in society even bigger than news media now news media is very influential 
but at entertainment really shapes the mind of the young people. And so with education and academia being rife and being filled with these satanic influences, we have to see that this is why our society is falling apart around us. And we can no longer stick our heads in the sand of what these people and their influences in society and the evidence that these people are, are allowed to sell to, to kind of influence the culture and they're not doing it by themselves. Like I said, Hitler didn't rise to power alone. He has support. You know what I mean? He has support. So unless he, unless he has support, he couldn't have done what he did. And the same is true for Kinsey. The same is true for Crowley. The same is true for anger. The way these guys were able to evade prosecution and public persecution is a miracle. Not a miracle. Excuse my language. Is is just like uh, unbelievable. I mean, it's it's crazy. So it had to be that other people were in agreement and sympathetic to their behaviors, and it had to be some very powerful people because I'm trying to figure out where did Crowley get his money from, where did Kinsey get his money from, where did Anger get his money from, where did these people get their money from? They got their money from wealthy and powerful people who support what they did. Now, Crowley, I know, eventually went broke in his life, and he, I believe, did come. He did inherit some money. I think his father um, had a beer company or something like that, from what I recall. Um, but again, how do these people continue to make money doing this stuff? Because they have wealthy people who were just eating it up. But also, also, this is another point before I close. There has to be some type of spiritual reality that happens, some type of spiritual experience that happens when people participate in this activity. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it. And that's something to think about. So these Satanists are, something is really happening. Some real demonic spiritual activity is going on for them to do this stuff. They're, they're not just doing this stuff just to be spooky. They're doing this stuff because they're having real satanic experiences and they like it. They like it. And that's why they're doing it. And we as Americans really need to start paying attention. And once, like I said, please check out the Good Fight Ministries. I do not do their documentary any justice by explaining and discussing on my episode. I am only scratched like 10% of the content. You have to watch it for yourself. They provide so much more information. Please, again, it's called the Good Fight Ministries. And I, and I highly recommend you checking them out on Fridays because they're up, up so uploading a new episode for this series that they're creating. And um, it's, it's a little bit much for children. Um, I will agree, even though... Um, I'm kind of relieved that we shouldn't start kids here where it says school, but some of it is a little bit more disturbing, especially the, the children, um, the, the Kinsey's pedophiles, that part is a little more upsetting. So that might be a bit much to listen to, but you have to remember the scripture tells us that in the end times, it will be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot. We're going to see it and it's happening right before us. Nothing is new under the sun. The stuff has been going on for thousands of years. It's just now being it's just now coming to the surface that has been happening in America for quite some time. All right. Thank you for tuning in to It's Solid Food. You can check me out at my website, www.ChristinaCaramo.com. I'm on all major podcast platforms. And also you can check out my YouTube and Facebook at The Christina Caramo Project. Follow me on Instagram at Caramo the Great. That's Caramo the G-R and the number eight. 
And remember, remember, remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles! Bye.